from NBC 14 years ago in pastoral ministry. And uh, so I went to school part-time for eight years. But I don't have the record, though. <laughs> I know a couple people that have longer than me. And, and there might be some more. I don't know. But back when I went to Bible college, we averaged about 15 students. And, boy, this would be great. And we have so many more people. And, uh, oh, okay. Um, he talked a little bit about what I do a little bit. I help some. The International Harvesters here at Grace, uh, this mission group, we have a missionary. We have, it's like a platform we, where we have missionaries speak. And uh, um, I also graduated in pastoral ministry. And I took Greek and Hebrew. And so, uh, so I do Bible translation with Pastor Brian. We've been doing that for about the last 17 years with Greek and Hebrew. And so um, I was telling Levi before that um, Pastor Brian and I do Greek and Hebrew translation on Thursday morning at 10, but that's when you have chapel. No, you have, no, and that's at 10, so you might be able to do it. But during the summer, you, you kind of lose your Greek and Hebrew because you're not using it. So you might want to join us for the summer just kind of help keep up your translation. Just keep learning, you know, doing more, learning more Greek and Hebrew. And uh, um, if you, uh, if you go to Church here at Grace, you'll see like a prayer insert uh, uh, with missionaries, the prayers from the missionaries. I'm the contact person for that. And I started that for the International Harvesters group, but they liked it so much they put it in Bolton and uh, and uh, um, and I, if you see me advertise some help for singers at a nursing home, that's me, because I help with the church service at a nursing home, at at the Galton Rest Home, and I've done that for the last 14 years. And there's some, uh, several other people that help help out too. And uh, well, um, well, uh, when I was a little kid. I, when I was a little kid, and I went to Sunday school, I, I heard a little song. I love God a lot. I love Jesus a lot. But like a lot of people in our culture, they hear about evolution, and uh, I started drifting away from God. And uh, by the time, when I was in high school, I thought Christians were these weird religious people that went overboard about this God stuff. You know, I thought religion was okay, but I, I, Christians are just weird, these weird religious people. And, uh, um, and, and during those times in, when I was in high school, I didn't play basketball in high school, but I played in this, I was in this Masonic group for young men, it's called D-Malay. And uh, so I played basketball basketball with this group called Demolay. And, um, excuse me. But um, I was, I was really good at basketball and uh, I could beat all my friends really easily. And, uh, and so I had some of my friends tell me I should try out for high school basketball, but I didn't. And, uh, um, but, uh, uh, but uh, 
Oh, yeah, later on, when I did go to school at MSU, to come, in 1983, I did go to school here at MSU, and uh, I would practice basketball a lot. And this one day when I was in the gym, um, I was practicing, practicing basketball, and I thought, well, if I work really hard, I bet I can beat anybody. Because I, I, I was beating a lot, you know, all my friends, you know, easily. So I thought, if I work really hard, I can beat all my friends. I mean, I can beat anybody. And then about a half an hour later, I thought, if I could play God basketball, I bet I could beat him too. I was getting that prideful and that arrogant that I even dared God. So, and... Uh, uh, nearest I can kind of figure is between like three or four months later, I had a stroke. It was on July 27th, 1987. And I went in coma for three weeks, and when I woke out of coma, I was paralyzed by my neck. I was a quadriplegic. I couldn't move any, any you know, just a few things around my face, face and head. and. Uh, but, uh, but I didn't get mad at God or pray to God or anything. God never entered my, my mind at all. You know, see, in basketball, I always worked really hard. So I thought, I need to do that same thing. And doing that therapy, just, I, I know I can do this. I just, I, I just put all my effort into therapy. And... Uh, so I actually improved a lot really rapidly. And uh, there was a lot of doubts that I would even walk again. Um, my, one of my, my, main physical, my main physical therapist told me after working therapy that I would never walk again. Then she said, at best, push your wheelchair and rest in it when you're tired. And doctors even told my parents to put me in a nursing home. So nobody had any hope for me. But uh, um, when I was in the hospital, my parents had their pastor of their uh, Lutheran church, their religious church, um, come visit me. And when he was in my room and he, he bowed his head to pray for me, and when he had his head bowed, my eyes just rolled, because I was thinking, God's not going to do anything. You know, uh, see, I, I believed a lot in this evolution stuff. I was a, like a diehard evolutionist. And so I, didn't, I thought this stuff with God in the Bible was just something that, you know, God was something out there in space. And... Uh, so, um, um, and I worked really hard to get better, but, and so, uh, like maybe 10 months later, I started walking with a cane, but I wasn't walking that well. Still, still kind of shaky. And I was thinking about going back to school at MSU. And uh, then in the fall of 1988, I did go back to school at MSU. And, uh, excuse me. Mm. 
So I did go back to MSU. And after about six months up at MSU, I took a few classes and I, I, I did a, well, still go to the gym a lot to work out. And at about six months up at MSU, I was in the sub up there at MSU studying. And these, these guys from this Christian group, uh, these couple guys came up to me and they wanted to do a spiritual survey. And I was like, and I was thinking, mm. and I said, okay. Uh, but I later regretted it. <laughs> and uh, even one of the guys said, I was just like, you know, I, you know, this other guy came over and talked to me. I just like kept leaning over, like I want to like get me out of here. <laughs> and uh, then uh, they invited me to the, afterwards they invited me to the Christian group, but I just politely said no. And then two days later, a couple of other guys from a different Christian group came up to me and wanted to go through a spiritual survey. Then I started thinking, I'm going through all these problems, and everybody's trying to tell me about Jesus. Maybe this is like an act of God, so I better listen. And I really listened a lot. And I was excited about listening to them and talking with them. And uh, they shared the gospel with me. And, uh, and at the end, we, talk, I don't talk, we talked a long time. I don't know, maybe half an hour, maybe an hour. But at the end, they had me pray this one prayer. Uh, and they really, it, I mean, um, they, it was a big effort for them to get me to pray the prayer. So, because they're like, well, you just, this is the suggested prayer. And I go, well, I don't like, you know, just re recited prayers. Well, this is just a re suggested prayer. Well, I don't like suggested prayers, and <laughs> I don't like some um, recited prayers. Well, this is just a suggested prayer. You know, it, it took him about two minutes to get me to say that prayer. <laughs> but uh, afterwards, they invited me to the Christian. Christian group, and so I started going. That was on the Campus Crusade for, for Christ. Now it's called Crew. But, uh, and I started going to church with one, one of the guys, and that was here at Grace. And, and uh, but, um, you know, I was just going to the Christian group, you know, going to church. And, you know, I remember um, I learned a lot about Christianity. Christianity and the Bible and sin, Jesus, you know, add all these different things. And, uh, and, but I was kind of going to these places, kind of like a club. I didn't have, I couldn't do things with my old friends anymore. So it was just kind of a club to me, a new club to have new friends. So nothing in my heart really changed. It was just the outward stuff had changed. And, uh, um, excuse me. But, uh, okay, um, um, I was still going to the gym, working out a lot. And, uh, but my recovery was slowly coming to a halt. It was just, I'd hardly see anything. It'd be months and months, and I'd hardly see anything. 
you know, in the beginning I increased, you know, things increased rapidly, and but now things were just just coming to a halt. You know, in basketball, if I lost, I just I knew I just if I work harder, I can keep myself from losing, and uh, so that I had the hard work ethic. But in the stroke, no matter how much I increased my workouts, you know, two hours and then every every day going upper body and lower body and and just uh, just increasing increasing my workouts, but nothing changed. There's nothing. That's I, that one. That part really kind of crushed me, because in basketball, it just I knew I could just do it, but in the stroke, there, uh, I, there was nothing. It was like I had just lost all hope. And uh, but uh, this one day, let's see. Uh, uh, this one day when I was at the gym, um, I just, I just asked God. I go, God, I'm trying to trust you, but you're not doing anything. And I really cried out to God for help. And that's when I think I really had a heart change, because before I was kind of expecting God to come to me like those Christian guys came to me. But this time, with everything. You know, I I, I, couldn't, I saw that I, I couldn't do anything with my own, on my own power. And then I went to God. And that's when I really believe I became a Christian, is when I really, um, I cried out for help for him, from him. And I had learned in church, and so uh, I prayed a lot, many times in church to, to, for Jesus to forgive me of my sins, and and uh, coming into my life, so, but, uh, um, um, the stroke, I had a lot of pride before, um, when I was in basketball, I had a lot of pride, and I was even, even getting arrogant, you know, even dear God, and, but the stroke, uh, it really um, humbled me, it humbled me a lot, and, uh, so I had so much pride in my athletic ability before, and then after the stroke, I lost all that. I 100% lost it. And uh, but uh, um, what things have like changed since my stroke? Um, um, physically, you see a lot, but even the last few years, I've been uh, going to the gym over the ridge and working out a lot on my left side. And my left side has actually increased, has tripled in strength in the last few years, and that's, I really, I mean, that's, it's like, tickled me because uh, uh, it's helped me in so much way, so many ways, in my back, my hips, my neck, and, and uh, well, you see very little on my right, because I'm right-handed, my, my right side got better faster, but you can't really tell something went wrong on my right side unless you do fine motor controls. Um, like if I use my iPhone, sometimes I double tap things or use the computer on the mouse, I'll, sometimes I double click things. Uh, so there are still minor problems. But um, 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 I did go back to school at MSU after I had the stroke 
and I graduated in business management from MSU in 1992. Then I went to Bible college. I came a senior, a Christian when I was a senior at, at MSU. And then I came to Bible college. And, uh, and I graduated in pastoral ministry in 2002. So this is why I took eight years to go part-time. And because uh, I, I, I was doing therapy and all kinds of other stuff, you know, um, you know, I also help with ministries here in Awana 19 years. I help with ISI for, I've been uh, volunteering for them for eight years. And I played to go on staff with them last summer, but they recommended that I go start as a ministry rep first. Because, you know, with all the problems I've had over the years and, and then go on staff later on. And so, uh, in the beginning, I used to hate Christians, and now, now I'm a follower of Jesus Christ. I've learned to submit to his authority. I used to be pretty rebellious, and uh, now I've learned to submit to him and his authority. And uh, I used to have more anger, problem, anger problems with my family. And God's really kind of helping work on that through all these years. And, and uh, I have a lot more joy in life, more content, and, and a lot more love. I mean, love for other people. And uh, like my immediate family, I give them all hugs now and you know, tell them I love them. You know, um, even my older brothers, who I used to fight with a lot, my oldest brother, when I used to give him hugs, he and tell him I love him, he'd always giggle. And but this last Christmas, he didn't giggle. Uh, and he kind of came up to me too because he was expecting me to do that. And he's people are seeing the changes. Um, like relatives too, they're seeing the changes too, because I'll tell them I love them too. And so, and this is, was a terrible thing, a stroke, but God brought good out of it. So, but only God could do that. And another thing I want to kind of talk a little bit about is, uh, see, evolution used to mean so much to me. I was a diehard Christian. When I started back to school in the fall of 88 at MSU, uh, one of the classes I had was anthropology. And uh, I've always wanted to take anthropology at MSU because I've heard all through high school they had all this evidence. And then when I, so the first day of class I went to anthropology class, I was really excited. And I got there about 10 minutes early and before the class started and uh, well before the official time went started. And, and there was another class in there, and it's reading 201. And so I had to sit on the lobby for at least five minutes or something. And I thought, these stupid Christians don't want to admit they came from apes. I'm going to read some secret thing, and I'm going to prove evolution. And, uh, and I thought, you know, these stupid Christians. And... Uh, 
and anthropology, the, right in the beginning, first three weeks, four weeks, we started about evolution. I was like, oh, I'm so excited. And then, uh, and then after, after we got, you know, after the three, four weeks, the teacher goes, well, that's all the evidence that we have. And so is Larry Crokey, and he goes, that's all the evidence we have. And so we have to go into a different aspect of anthropology. And my eyes got like, I was like, oh, you're kidding. And my eyes got big, and I remember thinking, my mouth dropped, and I remember thinking, that's it? It was all circumstantial. They proposed a lot of evidence that just looks like this or looks like that. I mean, that's all they do, circumstantial evidence for evolution. And so that's my evolution song. Yeah, it looks like this, it looks like that, yeah, it looks like this, and it looks like that. <laughs> and <laughs> so, but, um, and, uh, yeah. <laughs> so I still be believed in evolution, and I still, but, but not that strongly. And it was halfway through that class when I met the Christian guys. And so God had a plan. Um, he used that anthropology class to break that, that, um, that hard heart about evolution. And, uh, so, and then I was willing, more willing to listen to those Christian guys. And, uh, and I thought of this, a long time, like 14 years ago, I prayed for God to like, show me something that would you know, kind of prove creation. You know, over the years, I kind of slowly changed, and now I'm a total creationist. When I read in 2 Corinthians 4.4 4 about you're spiritually blind, I know what that talks about, because I used to be one of those people. And uh, so, uh, and now I'm a total creationist. I can't believe how stupid I used to be. <laughs> So, but um, I, 14 years ago, I think I prayed about this, but I remember thinking about uh, the foods that are best for you are the foods that, you know, what occurs in nature, uh, like fruits, vegetables, fish, um, milk, water, meat, chicken. Uh, it's all in the nature. God not only created us, he created all the food for us. That's a, a, a whole system. Systems don't evolve. Mankind tries to make up food, and it usually tries to add. It usually, you find out later on, it causes cancer or some other kind of disease. And, uh, and a long time ago, and, uh, when they crossed, when in the like 1700s, 1600s, when they crossed the oceans with uh, wooden ships, they brought fruit along because of scurvy, you know, vitamins. The vitamin C would help prevent a disease. And I've heard about, uh, you know, vitamin A will help prevent blindness in some of these countries. A vitamin. And, uh, you know, I've seen it in my life when, uh, well, let's see, uh, when I, I, a long time ago, my friend and I were, my roommate and I were watching uh, surgery shows on TV while we're getting dinner, and, and gross. <laughs> and, uh, 
But this one surgery show, they were doing heart surgery. They had the chest cavity open, and how they did heart surgery is they, they, when they get the heart to stop, they pour ice cold water into the chest cavity. That's how they stop the heart. That's it, just ice cold water. So when you get really cold, your heart can stop. So your body wants to keep your core part warm, your organs and your brain. So your body will shut down your limbs with the blood and start putting more blood when it gets cold on your core. So I've even asked my sister when she was pregnant, you know, because she's been pregnant a couple of times, when she has a baby, you know, the blood will kind of pull around the baby, keep the baby warm. It'll kind of shut down your extremities. And so I drink lemon, I squeeze some lemons in the water in the morning, most, most days. And uh, well, your body doesn't want to get your blood too acidic, because that's is very acidic. But your body has checks and balances in it that turns that acidic stuff to more alkaline. How your body does that, it regulates this. That's how well designed our body is from God. That's, that can't occur through evolution. Um, another thing I was thinking about, when, when the Bible, when you, they want to talk more specifically about God, they point more to creation. Like in Jonah chapter 1, when they talk to Jonah, chapter 1, verse 9, about praying to his God, Jonah says, I believe in the God of, who created the heavens and the earth. He point more specific, more specifically to God, this God. Tell more, creation speaks more specifically of who, this, who the true God is. In Acts chapter 17, when Apostle Paul was talking to the Athenians, and he sees them with the altar to the unknown God, what does he do after that? He points to creation. He says, um, he talks about the God you don't know about. He's the God. You know, he talks about he's, he's the one that made the heaven and the earth and everything in it. You'll see this throughout the Bible in many places when they want to talk more specifically about who this God is. They point to creation. So, but uh, I see we're out of time, so. And thank you. Uh, should I close in prayer? Or? Okay. Uh, dear Lord, uh, thank you for another day. It's always a good day with you in it. And I remember the days when, you know, I didn't know you. And uh, every day with you in it is, is a good day. And uh, Lord, just thank you. Thank you. I, I pray that you can use today for your glory and honor, and I pray, you know, everything today can be used for your glory and honor, too. And uh, thank you for this time, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.